Welcome to Chakra Chatter Stephen, powered by Chakra Yoga Studio CDO. A lighthearted and fun side of Chakra Chat. New episodes every Saturday. Hi everyone, good afternoon and welcome to Hashtag Chakra Chat. So we're very happy to be once again uh, back in our Friday afternoon habit. I'm sure that a lot of you um, miss already no, our talks on Chakra Chat about yoga, life, and uh, anything in general, uh, as long as it's something that could make us a better person. And um, this particular season is very special because we are opening chakra and making it more thematic. And we wanted that our talks in um, our chakra chat sessions is related to what Chakra Yoga Studio stands for. And opening up this year is all about grounding. I think grounding is a very special topic, not just... Uh, for yoga uh, practitioners like you or like our audience is watching right now. But basically, grounding is an important aspect as, a, as, a, as part of you know, starting the whole year. And um, grounding is a practice basically of harmonizing with the present moment and your own energy field. It is a process of turning inward and trusting in the unknown in order to feel safe and nourished. With this particular chakra, it's actually vibrant and spinning at a healthy rate. We feel calm, embodied, and supported. The root chakra is what keeps us grounded and, and uh, forms the basis for our development. It is a survival center and the most instinctual of all chakras. So opening our season two of our chakra chat sessions, our our guest for today uh, was an epidemiologist working on a public health program, Asia Pacific, including HIV projects. She believes deeply in the calming and healing power of breath work and meditation and became a teacher for Art of Living in 2018. She's the co-founder of Yoga for Life, a community of yogis and advocates empowering people living with and affected by HIV through the practice of yoga. Currently, she leads the NGO named IAHV, or the International Association for Human Values, which addresses the mental health and psychosocial needs for, of people affected by disasters, conflicts, and violence. So IAHV was established in 1997 and brought to the Philippines in 2019. So ladies and gentlemen, um, Help me welcome our guest, our first guest for this year's Chakra Chat session, uh, Teacher Charming Ku Uniheng. Hi. I teach, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. As you know, Cagayan de Oro is such a, has a special place in my heart because a lot of our uh, work for IHV uh, happens in CBO. So I was, I've been there a lot. So welcome everybody. Uh, Thank you very much, Teach, for your time and for you know saying yes for this. Uh, it's been a long time also that we wanted you to really be part of Chakra Chat sessions, and I know the teacher Seven has always been uh, mentioning about you, you know, and your work in Yoga for Life. And later, that is one of the aspects that we wanted to talk more about. 
Um, so teach, um, as always, as how we start here in Chakra Chat, uh, we wanted to always um, uh, know more about your yoga journey because, you know, when we share our yoga journey, diba, parang it inspires us and in a way grounds us also in our own experience of yoga. Mm-hmm. Ah, wow, where to begin? Um, you know, for me, when you say yoga, it's very synonymous to spirituality. So I don't know if a lot of your students also started uh, started yoga just seeking for some some silence, some connection to themselves, uh, connection to other people, or maybe connection to that awareness, that consciousness, or God. Right. So whatever, wherever you are, I think there is that um, desire to find truth, to find something bigger than yourself. So I've always been that way. Um, So my yoga journey actually started with looking for truths, um, books that talk about you know, your purpose in life, why are you here? So, uh, you know, as from a Catholic background, uh, I used to really research theology, but then when that didn't, um, it didn't satisfy me, I was reading about world, other world religions, and I came across a lot of uh, Vedic or Vedas are ancient Indian scriptures, um, and it really resonated with me. So my, my, introduction to yoga was not the exercise part which a lot of people uh, are introduced to um, it was always it was very thick at <laughs> heart very thick uh, philosophy books theological books um, uh, based on the yoga ancient yogic um, teachings um, and then and then I, yeah, and then I went to the yoga classes and then really loved how my mind was becoming still during the yoga practice. And then um, there was a time I was working for the United Nations and it was so hectic. Sobra ko na burnout. So sabi ko, mag- for one month, I quit the job, and then before I started my new job, I one month I will have a complete um, recovery for myself. So I went to India, and my my friend at that time um, recommended me to this ashram called the Art of Living. Um, and prior to that, I've I've actually been to. Um, India already to some ashrams but this time um, he referred me to the art of living which was really great because it was very uh, organized and structured in the western way where that hindi yung parang ah okay sit in the corner and meditate by yourself (laughs) hindi ganon so it was a very they had a lot of uh, different courses of different levels that you can advance with. 
So that was in 2006. And then I was there for three weeks. And boy, like just the just the difference of being so burnt out and my mind was just all over the place. And I guess anxiety, depression, I lost 10 pounds in span of two months. And then after three weeks, I just felt so light and amazing and just so peaceful. So then I realized, oh my gosh, pwede pala to. I can choose to have this state of mind. So it was a curse because once you experience that kind of bliss and peace, then you can compare now when you're not that way, right? Um, ayon, so... I, I, in Art of Living, they teach more of, uh, you know, yoga as an exercise is really the basic level. Then they teach you a lot of other techniques to go deep into your meditation, which um, includes breathing techniques. Yeah. Um, so since then, I've been practicing since 2006, and now I'm a treat a teacher for them yeah so that's my yoga journey and then I became a yoga teacher not really knowing when the first day of yoga teacher's training course sabi nung teacher ko si Ronald uh, Roland de la Cruz ng Bliss Yoga sabi niya welcome to power yoga teacher's training course like, what Power yoga? What do you mean power yoga? Nakalagay doon, binihasa. What do you mean power? I was such a gentle, yung practice ko so gentle. So among all my classmates, ako yung unang umiyak. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine teach, no? Because uh, I think that uh, what you have made mention earlier, that usual uh, journey of people is to experience uh, the physical aspect of yoga, no? And yours is quite different because you really studied the philosophy under it, no? Uh, and I think that that is a good grounding also. It might not be the usual route, but for those of you who are interested to try yoga and who are at least curious of what it is and how it, it can benefit you, maybe that route of which uh, Charmaine mentioned on reading the text, um, the philosophies under yoga might be helpful for you. And um, I hope that you were inspired by that, by that particular story. I think that's teacher charming, di ba? Yoga teacher na kay umiyak siya kasi nalaman niya na power yoga pala yung pinasukan niya. Mm, ako yung una umiyak among all my younger classmates. Sige, at teach today's topic is on grounding. Um, may I know what is your like perception of the word grounding? Ah, grounding. You know, we have so many levels of our selves, of our existence. No? And as you know, the chakras go from the, mo the gross to the subtle, right? And the gross, the grossest is your, mula, your, your root chakra, right? And the most subtle is the top of your head. Okay, so that spiritual journey, you cannot arrive at um, you know that enlightenment that we think that we want if you do not start from the root chakra so the root chakra you cannot 
have a meditation practice when your mind and your body is all over the place, right? So you really, we need to be able to control this, this, this mind, right? This mind is affected by so many things, including the body, right? You're, you need to be able to come back to the present moment. And I think that's what, for me, grounding is, right? Not just physical grounding, but imagine when your mind is all over the place, regretting the past, being angry about what other people did in the past, being anxious about the future, especially now with the COVID-19 situation, your mind is all over the place. And what happens? Stress, right? And you can't focus, you can't make good decisions, and you need to bring down that restlessness in the body and in the mind so that you are able to come back to the present moment where you can be very peaceful, your mind is calm, and you can make better decisions so so it grounding is really a very holistic you know when holistic concept you know it helps to think about it in a physical way but also in a mental and spiritual spiritual way also right teach thank you for that no uh so parang what i'm getting is that if you're not grounded most likely you would uh, focus on the pains in the past, your anxious. So these are parang signs that you're not grounded. Now teach, how can one be grounded? Now, what are some of the like practical tips that you can uh, mention um, mm. uh, in your experience perhaps or in your um, uh, way of, for example, teaching meditation and uh, focusing on breath work in, uh, in your students or in your classes? So exactly what you guys are teaching in your studio, right? So um, yoga is really uh, was created um, to help the mind settle down, right? So yoga, as maybe you've taught your students, is a word that means union, union of all the levels of your self, your body, your mind, and your spirit, right? Um, so the yogic tradition is that you first address the restlessness in the body through physical exercises because how can your mind be at peace when you're worried about your health, when you can't even sit still kasi nangangalay ka, right? Um, so that's very basic. But don't get stuck there because that is just the tip of the iceberg. To be able to um, ground yourself and settle the mind, you need um, very uh, you need techniques such as breathing techniques. So breathing technique is a very huge part of yoga, which is often ignored, right? Because of some. Yeah, I guess level of 
ignorance or we don't go deep enough, right? Or the commercialization of yoga is really just stuck in the exercise part, yeah? Um, but if you want to go deep into your practice, into spirituality, you need these breathing techniques because the breath is the direct link between your mind and the outer world, the outside world, right? And there is a, it's very scientific that your breath is linked with the nervous system, including your mind. So to be able to calm down your mind, you can manipulate your breath. And it gives you instant um, effect to be able to just um, manage the overwhelming emotions or the negative emotions and negative thoughts. You know how, kaya, kaya you need grounding. Ano ba opposite ng grounding? Kalat ka, di ba? Kalat. And you can't, you don't know how to to control your mind, right? Like kung stress ka, somebody tells you, relax. What? Ano yung effect nun? Nag-relax ka ba? Mas mainis ka. <laughs> or kung hindi ka makatulog at night, tapos sinasabi mo sa sarili mo, you're, you keep on talk, telling yourself, matulog ka na, matulog ka, matulog ka na. Does that work? No, because you cannot control this using them. You can not control the mind using the mind. So that's why very ancient uh, wise men um, was able to observe and tap into the power of the breath. Um, so the, if you do very specific breath work, you naturally calm down your mind and then you can go into meditation, right? Um, usually those are the, the logical steps, right? So if you're a med your uh, regular meditation practitioner, um, it's possible that you can just go straight to meditation without these, but you have to prepare. You have to prepare your body because your body has, imagine mo, ako 44 years old na. Sam, how old are you? How many years of garbage have you collected? How much toxins are in your body from all the junk that you that you put in there? And how much garbage is stored? We're very good at storing garbage. We never throw things away, right? And so we clean our, our bodies every day when we take a bath, but we never clean what's in here. So all these techniques just keep on cleansing you, polishing you so that your mind settles down. And that's grounding when your mind settles down. And you go beyond the mind and then you're, you'll be able to access what we call the soul, the spirit, the consciousness, right? When the small mind then um, becomes, the ego becomes quiet and then you're able to connect to that bigger, bigger consciousness, and it's such a trip. <laughs> you know right. that if you're able to really uh, experience the uh, meditation, it's so deep and so vast, and you know all the possibilities. You feel really energized and 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 okay. Right, Teach. No, I really love how you uh, 
uh, use the analogy of accumulating garbage, no? And uh, if tayo nga, ba, we take a bath at least uh, once or twice in the day, and and yet in terms of the accumulated garbage in our mind, sometimes we're not so conscious or aware of, you know, how do we really do that, no? But good thing that you mentioned that as you do your breath work and as you go deeper in terms of, you know, going deeper in your practice, the more that your brain gets cleansed and you, you, feel, you feel more positive. But I think that one of, one of the insights that I got from what you have mentioned, Tish, is that the more that you are grounded, the more that you are capable also of influencing groundedness in the people around you. Diba? Parang you're not anymore as toxic as before or you have better perceptions of others perhaps and which I appreciate in, in how you mentioned it. You know, the need to really throw garbage in our minds and how it can also affect the community uh, around you. Yeah, because you're all you're affected by everything, right? And we, um, since you're talking about chakras, you're also familiar about energies, right? That we're all really energy, uh, energetic beings, right? And so your energy will affect me, and vice versa, right? So you always have to protect your own your own energy um, by choosing not to be not to react to other people in situations because um yeah you you have to be grounded to be able to remain calm right because your environment will not change you doing yoga and your meditation your parents will not change, your boyfriend will not change, your spouse, right? They will all be the same. But what will change is your ability to then re, uh, to, to protect yourself from the negativities around you. And since you remain calm, then um, the, uh, you also affect them. Right. So if you remain calm, then you're the source of calmness in your in your family, in your environment. Then you influ you influence them in a positive way also. Right. So you teach um, since in the introduction we mentioned that you were uh, an epidemiologist, you know. So teach how 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 does your perspective I'm sorry, teach. Ang hirap sabihin, epidemiologist. Oh, epidemiologist. <laughs> so, Yatish, how does your role as an epidemiologist and yoga teacher, uh, how does this two perspectives help you in dealing with the current situation uh, as a result of this pandemic? Uh, yeah, so I work in public health. Um, I'm... I'm an epidemiologist, public health, and medical anthropologist. So basically, parang how to prevent people from getting sick and how to convince people to uh, adopt a healthier lifestyle, a more positive mindset, and a healthier lifestyle. Um, my professional practice has really uh, focused on HIV prevention, 
uh, care and support. And that's why um, in 2010, I've, I co-founded Yoga for Life with Paolo Leonido right after my yoga teacher's training course kung saan ako umiyak. <laughs> but um, for me, disease, right? Your health cannot be separated from your mind, right? Your stress is all has been found to be the top three uh, causing factors for a lot of diseases. Yeah. Um, so even with COVID-19, what do they say, right? You have to boost your immune system in order to prevent from getting sick. And what is the number one cause for, for compromising your immune system? Stress. And we all, um, we all experience that. So for me, it was a natural merge. Like, so HIV was a public health, a global health issue, and then mental health, because people who are, who are stressed and disconnected with themselves will engage in risky behavior or unhealthy uh, will choose unhealthy uh, medical or health uh, choices, right? So how then, what is the long-term most effective way to convince them? It's not because they're not educated or they're not informed. Like in HIV, everybody knows how they can contract HIV. It's not the lack of information, but it's the lack of will, self-will, self-discipline, maybe uh, you know, very fundamental reasons why people engage in risky behavior because they don't love themselves, they don't feel worthy, uh, they seek love and um, approval outside themselves, right? So what do you need to do? You, you don't just prescribe medicines to them, you don't just give, the, give them leaflets, but you address what's in here and in here, right? And that's how you merge. If you want to do long-term health, positive health behavior, you really need to go deep into um, the fundamental reasons why people behave the way they do, right? And that's why in IAHV, uh, the International Association for Human Values, um, we work on um, violent extremism. So we help, that's why we're always in Cagayan de Oro to address the violence, the extremism happening in Mindanao. Um, why? Why do students, why did the students in um, the Marawi State University uh, join ISIS to fight? Why? Were they really bad or were there a lot of anger issues or uh, frustration that, was, that they, they could not deal with in a nonviolent way? So a lot of these things are, you know, a lot of the problems in the world can be addressed when you go deep into um, uh, existential issues. Sige, Teach, um, I remember that during the pandemic, uh, your organization, the IA, uh, 
uh, HV has been very, very active in terms of your online discussions no, uh, during the pandemic. And um, um, I now that I understand no, where the organization is really coming from, perhaps you might want to share more on it each, like uh, what, what else do you do? What are some of the initiatives that you have been doing in that organization? Um, for our COVID-19 response, um, we, we conduct free stress management and resilience courses to our frontline workers and the disaster first responders. Because we're all stressed, us, we're stressed as the general public, but can you imagine all these people serving us, how much, how intense and sustained their stress have been. And so there a lot of them are suffering from anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress. So we've been providing online, uh, free online um, sessions. Uh, we partnered with the Department of Health, uh, with the Philippine Medical Association. Also, we've been teaching uh, the, the cadets in the Philippine Military Academy, uh, some uh, the police also. Um, so yeah, so that's our forte. Uh, we help them become mentally resilient to the stress that they're facing. Yeah, and then help them manage the, the stress so that they can also live and function uh, optimally and normally. And we've also been doing some fundraising because we we're offering this for free. Usually we charge 1,800 per person, but since the start of the pandemic, we've been offering it for free. So to compensate for the cost, we've been selling masks. So N95K, N95 masks. Yeah, ipa-plug ko na kung kailangan nyo bumili, bumili na kayo sa amin because we have cheaper, <laughs> cheaper uh, um, prices but also they're very authentic and, and high quality. So we've been, we've donated 45,000 masks in all over the Philippines in 100 plus uh, institutions, frontline institutions so far. Galing. Congratulations each no, for, you know, for, for that, for those initiatives and also for, you know, accumulating a lot of money so that you can um, consistently sustain the programs that you have been doing as a result of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, Teach, going back uh, to uh, to Yoga for Life, uh, could you kindly tell us, Teach, uh, how, what was the journey of Yoga for Life? How did it start? And um, uh, what have you been doing uh, in this organization? Okay. Do you believe in serendipity? Grace, uh, you know how you, you, you think, oh, it's such a coincidence, but if you really look into it in the spirit with the spiritual lens, you call it grace, right? Grace is when you're just aligned with uh, what the universe is offering you, has always been offering you, but since you have a calm mind, then you're able to to be aware of all the opportunities that's been offered to you. Because uh, when you're stressed, you right? So with Yoga for Life, that was exactly the story. Um, I've been working on HIV prevention since 2000, the year 2000. Um, in school, that was the time when 
AIDS orphans in Africa was really a huge, I don't know if you remember all these, you know, parents were dying and the orphans were being taken care of the grand, by the grandparents. So, so I studied it and I went to Africa to, to work for a few months. So it became a really uh, a passion of mine. But then after many years of working uh, HIV prevention internationally, um, I, I felt na, teka lang, parang, okay, sabi mo specialist ako, pero I've never really worked with people who were infected by HIV. It was always, you know, you were at the high level, you were going to high level meetings and all these international conferences, but I felt kulang for me personally. Parang I felt like a hypocrite actually, na I, I wasn't hands-on. So when I went into yoga and yoga became such a personal uh, journey for me, I wanted something that had more purpose. So when I did my yoga teacher's training, actually to supplement, I was also studying um, Ayurveda. So I'm, I, um, I, I'm a trained Ayurvedic um, uh, practitioner. Um, uh, so I met Paolo Leonido in the teacher's training course. So wala, friends and friends, we became close. Pinakain ko siya for one whole month. Um, then after, uh, during one time na, na nasa kotse kami, tinanong ko sa kanya, ah, anong balak mo gawin after this? So sabi ko, so sabi niya, oh, ano, actually close ako sa HIV community, so I wanted to do something about that. So I go, huh? Talaga? <laughs> Kasi ako rin. <laughs> That's exactly what I've been wanting to do for 10 years, pero hindi ko alam saan ako mag-uumpisa. Because I never actually worked in the Philippines. I was always working abroad. So parang nagtihinan kami talaga. <laughs> so imagine um, our purposes, our goals were exactly the same. And then the same conversation, we found out that we had the same birthday. So it was really serendipitous. So within one week of, uh, of talking about it, we were able to get our board of directors. We, were, we found a studio that, gave, that allowed us to practice for free every week. So everything came together within one week. After years and years of, for me, frustrated that I wanted to do something, I didn't know where to begin. And suddenly, Paolo arrived in my life and things fell into place. So we knew that you know, it was divine intervention or it, we were in a good path. Um, so we started, we wanted to make sure now we would open it up to people both infected and affected. So of course, with the stigma and the discrimination, we also don't want to just have a class that right? So people won't come. So it was open to everyone. It became a very intimate family. Um, at that time, there were not many, there were, there were, not that many support groups for it was a very hush hush panane. Um, so a lot of people really came and found refuge uh, in that in that family. No, a lot of people 
uh, were getting disowned, thrown out of their houses. And then so they found that friendship and, and the support. And of course, the, the yoga practice helps settle down all the fears. Imagine you being told that you are HIV positive. Back in 2010 was almost, parang, they felt it was a death sentence. No? And now the medicines are, uh, you, you can maintain your health for the rest of your life now, but before it was um, not as hopeful. So imagine all the fear and anxiety and the depression. A lot of them were suicidal. Um, so that, so, yeah, so a lot of the students that started with us have become yoga teachers a lot. Um, and so ngayon, di na ako nagtuturo sa kanila. Paminsan-minsan na lang, they've all taken over. They've taken over the management of Yoga for Life. So now I'm just the chairperson. I'm the mother figure. So I only come in for big decisions. But I feel that 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 this is the miles the measurement for success when i can step back because the students have uh, the members took ownership and now yeah they're doing really well and kino reyes is the president now right i think those um the what happened to uh, yoga for life is really like uh, a journey uh, worth sharing no um, I've been hearing stories about Yoga for Life and uh, Teacher Seven has always been very vocal about uh, his love no, for Yoga for Life. And um, uh, it's really serendipitous as how you put it, uh, Teach. No, as I remembered um, when I was invited to teach for Chakra Yoga, um, one of the things that I've attended first with Yoga for Life was um, the 108 Sun Salutation, which I, which we actually participated uh, two years ago, ata, uh, last year. Okay. So now that uh, I'm, I'm talking with you, I'm amazed with how really the story of uh, Yoga for Life unfold no, throughout uh, the years and uh, how from small beginnings, it became really a community and a family in general. And uh, uh, I still remember my first uh, my first yoga class, a virtual class in Yoga for Life. I, I was so kidding, you know, because uh, of the the stories that uh, uh, Teacher Seven was sharing. And now that I'm talking with you, and uh, before I was able to interview uh, Teach Paolo as well, so taikong galeng, sobrang galeng. I'm very happy with uh, with our conversation now and really learn more no, from uh, the experience of yoga for life. So thank you very much. What you do, you know, you, you've created a space for people to experience yoga. So no matter what the the original intention is for joining your classes, kahit gusto nilang pumayat or gusto nilang makipag-meet up sa mga tao, you, you know, they don't know subconsciously that you're you're introducing them to that um, practice of just being able to settle down. When we started to yoga for life, it was very known that they were hooking up. <laughs> I don't care. Kung bakit kayo nandito, okay? Kasi kahit hindi nyo alam, 
may nangyayari internally which was true because a lot of a lot of people who came to started just for hookups are now teachers <laughs> sige teach uh, we're now at the end of our conversation uh, anything that you would like to plug aside from your uh, fundraising activity or your mask perhaps there are other things that you would want to invite our viewers right now um, so that we can support you in your causes? I think um, I would always, I always encourage people who have, who are practicing yoga to go to learn meditation. Yeah. Don't get stuck in the body level, right? It's like, kumuha ka ng banana, ng saging, tapos ayaw mo siya mabugbog. So, rinap mo siya in bubble wrap. Sobra mo siyang inalagaan hanggang mag-ripen siya. So, wala siyang black spots at all. So, when nag-ripen na, you, you peel, carefully peel the banana and it's perfect inside and then you throw the peel. And then, uh, you throw the fruit inside and you're left holding the peel. That is an analogy of getting stuck with just the physical exercise of yoga such a waste because you i know you've ex, whenever you do yoga especially your shavasana the thing that you can't explain something happening right that you're going deep into yourself so imagine that's just the tip, 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 tip of the iceberg. And you can really go so much deeper into that inner world. So that is my, um, that is really my advice for everyone. And how do you do that? So I am going to share, if you allow me, so Art of Living uh, conducts regular classes so can i share a uh, host is disabled so you have to allow me to share i made you the co-host ah, okay okay let's see okay so er so we regularly have uh these courses they are four day courses for just two hours each day why four days ang tagal naman bakit hindi pwede isang lecture lang because it's a very experiential uh, course and it will release all the garbage in your mind and in your body that you've accumulated for all these years, right? So the techniques that we teach, uh, the cornerstone of it is called Sudarshan Kriya and it's been studied in 70 plus peer-reviewed scientific studies to really help address uh, you know, your anxiety, your depression, to, to reduce the stress hormones, to, to increase the happy hormones, to um, increase your immune system, and even to repair DNA in your cells, right? Um, so it, you know, Harvard, Yale, so many different institutions have been practicing this and have studied this as well. So we'd love to have you uh, participate. You can go to artofliving.org.ph for the course schedule. So we have it at least once a month, often twice a month as well. 
And if you're a frontline worker or a first responder, then you have IAHB, um, which is a free course. So again, you can go to IAHB, uh, sorry, ph.iahv.org, ph.iahv.org. Or you can look at our Facebook, IHB Philippines. So then you'll see um, the course, the free courses naman for you. So the, really, there's no excuse. There's a lot of courses out there that uh, Art of Living help, uh, will have class. Art of Living has classes to teach the breathing techniques. It has a meditation course, wonderful silent retreat, silent meditation retreat. Um, so for online, everything's online. So it's a great vacation, great escape, a pure escape and really re-energizes and rebalances uh, you. So that is my take away advice to everyone. You know, go learn meditation and it will really transform your life and the lives around you. Yes, thank you very much, uh, Teach. And uh, I think this particular conversation, aside from it's all about grounding, um, maybe uh, one invitation that I got from this conversation is that invitation of not just looking at yoga as a physical exercise, but you know, going deeper in our practice, considering and being more aware of our breath and experiencing the benefits of meditation as a, a, um, as a form of a deeper practice of doing your yoga. And that is where we experience, you know, real grounding. So thank you very much, Atich, for this wonderful conversation. I really would like to thank you for your time and your expertise. And um, like, as we always do in our yoga class, we end our yoga class by experiencing and by acknowledging uh, the good and the divine in each one. We place our palms together, heart center, and we just greet each other. Namaste. Namaste. A great job. More Thank power here. And you're all so lucky to have teachers who are, are so concerned about you and want you to go deep into your practice. All right. So thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Take care.